Hi, everyone. I'm Liam Sanyo from Inside Scientific, your favorite online source for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content helping you do your best work. This episode of Expert Answers features five experts from the University of Bristol, the German Center for Neurodegenerative Diseases, and the Hungarian Academy of Sciences, who recently joined us for a webinar to present methodology and research findings from neurophysiological studies in head-fixed behaving mice. Let's get right into it. First question today is, how long does it take to train a mouse in the mobile home cage? And are there any critical factors that have to be taken into account? And so I'd assume that depending on your research, you could have a different answer. But uh, why don't we start with you, Norbert? First, we have the mice for three days in the mobile home cage, usually twice a day for 10 minutes. Then we start the training. Training takes usually seven, 10 days. And we have found that mice learn faster if their whiskers can touch time to time the wall of the mobile home cage platform. So we think this is a critical factor, the touching the wall by the whiskers. Okay, thanks, Norbert. And uh, Sarah, I know you and John covered this a bit in your presentation, but could you just give us a bit of a recap of your experience with regards to habituation and maybe other critical factors to consider? So if we're just talking about getting the mice to run comfortably around the mobile home cage, I'd say that we see them doing that within just a couple of short sessions of head fixation. But factors that I would think are quite important in helping them do this, um, we give them running wheels in their cages, make sure that the mice are well handled before the training starts. We habituate them to the cloth wrapping technique that we use to get them into the head fixation clamp. And we also tend to give them time in the mobile home cage maze itself whilst they're freely moving um, so that they're in a familiar environment once they're uh, finally head fixed for the first time. Okay, great. And uh, just passing the question off to Weilun and Alexander, what's your experience with this? Well, this is a very uh, practical question. So in our case, actually, we didn't use uh, pre-training in, in this uh, particular study because there was no behavioral task involved in our study. And we did have these uh, three sessions of habituation. Its habituation was 10 minutes, and after the habituation, we didn't see the animal to be stressed. So this was uh, working for our case. Okay, perfect. And so uh, this next question is for, for John. How easily can you expect to find CA1 pyramidal neurons with play cell activity? Yes, from our experience and the few single cell recordings that we have, I say few because altogether they are not more than 20 recordings. We found a wealth of neurons that show a location preference to spike. However, we are planning to do acute recordings with silicon proofs where we expect to record more than 100 or 200 units per experiment and then we will have definitive results. Perfect. Thanks, John. And so we have a question here about the, the mobile home cage and customization. How much can the MHC and tracking system be customized to make it suitable to reproduce a more complex environment? John, I think you know a bit about this one. What do you think? Up to now, the mobile home cage is limited to circular mazes, but Neurotar provides custom-designed mazes. Regarding the tracking system, the mobile home cage has four 
digital TTL pulses that are triggered when the animal stays in a certain zone within the arena. Then it's up to the users how to play with the, those pulses to trigger more elaborated responses such as sound cues, visual cues, reward, or punishment. Excellent. All right. So this next question is for Sarah. So Sarah, how well did head-fixed mice learn in the mobile home cage compared to either freely moving animals or other head-fixed setups? So for the task that I showed in my talk where the mice had to go to a specific target location and wait in order to get the reward, um, it took them about two weeks of training to get them to do that in the mobile home cage. Whereas in a freely moving animal, they'd probably be able to do that in just a few sessions, I would expect. But I think that's kind of typical with any head fix setup that it takes longer for them to learn than you'd expect in a freely moving animal. But in a lot of the tasks that I've been running, I tend to follow similar training protocols as those that have been used in the virtual reality, virtual reality systems. And I found that in some cases they learn in fewer sessions by comparison. And I, th I think a key factor with that is that um, in the mobile home cage, the mice are able to rely both on the tactile as well as the visual cues in their environment. One thing that we're looking into now is whether uh, training the animals in that task freely moving first, so before they undergo any surgery and then head fixation, whether that information will translate well enough such that they don't require as many training sessions in head fixation for them to be able to perform the same task in the mobile home cage, which, which should help with training. Okay, great. Thanks, Sarah. And so we have a question here about juxtacellular electrodes. So I'm going to, to direct this one to Norbert. What is the average time for recording with juxtacellular electrodes in head-fixed behaving mice? We found that the average time for a just recording is about 10-15 minutes. And this depends on many factors like the size and the quality of the craniotomy and the tip of the glass pipette. We have recorded in some occasions uh, neuron spiking for more than 20 minutes why the mouse was grooming, running, receiving several air puffs. So that's, if everything goes well, a significant data can be collected during various behaviors. Okay, perfect. That's a, that's a great answer. So the next question I think is most relevant to Weilun or Alexander. Can you specify how image analysis was performed to quantify morphology of microglia and velocity of microglia approach to a photo damage site? Well, we use the Fiji package for the analysis. And basically in the surveillance state, we trace the uh, processes by the Fiji plugin called uh, Simple Neuride Tracer. And then we further confirmed by manual track. The same cells were traced twice at uh, time zero and 30 minutes to quantify the cell motility. Well, regarding the damage-directed state, we used the Shaw analysis, which also implanted in Fiji package, to calculate the velocity of uh, processes approaching to the center of the damage. This is basically how we did the analysis. All right, thanks, Weilun. And so the next question would be for you, Norbert. How long do you wait after insertion of a silicon probe into the amygdala region before the recording? And what is the stability of units on an uh, acutely inserted probe? So after insertion of a silicon probe, we usually wait about 30 minutes, but often an hour. So we have found that the stability of the unit for an acute insertion of a silicon probe is uh, usually tens of minutes, so at least half an hour. So for that long, we can uh, really recall stable units. If we are losing units, we can move slowly deeper 
and to find and search for uh, units and to record a distinct neuronal populational activity. Fantastic. Thanks, Norbert. So this next question deals with behaviors and the maybe the limitations of head fixation, but uh, to what extent in the mobile home cage are behaviors like grooming, sniffing, and sleep affected? So with the sniffing, I think the angled clamp that we use definitely provides a huge improvement in terms of allowing the animal to sniff and whisk the environment as if they would in freely moving. With the grooming behaviors, the mice are able to carry out face grooming, but because of the head fixation clamp, they're unable to do a full body groom while they're in the mobile home cage. But what we've noticed is that on most occasions, they'll they'll carry out a full body groom as soon as they're released from the clamp. We haven't looked at sleep specifically in the mobile home cage. All our training and recording sessions are carried out during the animal's active phase, so it's not something that we'd expect to see during our studies. But I would say that for anyone wanting to look at sleep in the mobile home cage, something important to consider would be the rate of airflow underneath the, the cage. So you want the home cage to float easily enough so that the mouse can run around with minimal effort, but it also then needs to be stable enough underneath them so that when they're not moving, it's not wobbling about and it should allow them to sleep, maybe. All right, perfect. Thanks, Sarah. We received a few questions during registration asking about the challenges of making measurements in moving animals, which John said that he could address here. So, John, how do you mitigate motion artifacts while recording? And how long can you keep a whole cell recording while an animal is actively moving? Regarding the motion artifacts, I would recommend having a very good reference electrode, which is stable about movement. In addition, if the mouse touches any metal lever or electricity conductive metal, you might expect to see a small artifact. These artifacts are easy to remove because they have a very characteristic electrophysiological signature. Regarding how long can you keep a seal, I would say that it depends in several factors. First, you have the stability of the clamp, of course, which is quite good. However, stability also depends on the size of the craniotomy, since you might see brain movement due to breathing and heart pulsing. This can be minimized if you put some solid agarose plaque to stabilize the brain and the recording electrode. Secondly, stability will also depend on how much the mouse is moving and if those movements occur smoothly. That's why it's always recommended to train the mice beforehand to avoid any abrupt movements. Overall, I would say that a good 10 minutes can be expected from a trained mouse, but this is very variable, might go from 5 to 20 minutes. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.